OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Jessica, the host of Pre-OT Secrets. And today we have a really, really cool treat for you guys. You guys may have heard of her. I hope you have, because if you have not, then you're missing out. I hope you go and follow her now. It's that OT Mom Life. And she is taking this opportunity to uh, just talk a little bit about her experiences as a student at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. So she is awesome and she's had the opportunity of also being, you know, at different workshops with uh, Nancy or Lovely OT and has shared her knowledge there. And she also is getting her PhD right now in occupational therapy, which we will talk about more because it's very different than getting a clinical OTD. So I'm looking forward to this discussion and I'm sure it's gonna be very valuable and we're very grateful to have her on here and to see what knowledge we can get from her since, you know, she so graciously has decided to join us. So welcome, welcome, welcome. So Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, Jessica, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on here. My name is Emily. I am an occupational therapist. I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee with both my BS and my MS in OT back in 2014. So you can do the math on that. Uh, <laughs> I, In those eight years, I have primarily been practicing in uh, acute care setting, which I found was my calling During my bachelor's days, I just immediately gravitated towards the hospital setting. I have lived and practiced in Manhattan, in New York, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and in Scottsdale, Arizona. And now I am back in Milwaukee and I am pursuing my PhD in occupational therapy at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Very cool. Very cool. So... What made you decide to go to the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee? How did you decide that school? Well, full disclosure, my parents work here. They do not work in the College of Health Sciences, though. Um, So the long story is that this is actually my second career. My first career, I I have a BA in English from the University of Delaware, and I actually worked in television for many years before I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. I just was burned out, and I decided that I wanted to do something else. Well, in a case of you should always listen to your mother, this is a true story. When I was initially an undergraduate, my mom said, 
I don't know why you're majoring in English. You love working with people. You should be a therapist. Mm -hmm. And it's true. When I was in high school, I was a national honor society. And to do that, you have to do a volunteer service. And I volunteered at a pediatric convalescent center. And this is in Louisville, Kentucky. And I spent four years volunteering three afternoons a week at this place. It's called the Home of the Innocents. If anybody's in Louisville, you can look it up. It's an amazing facility. And I just loved it. I spent every minute that I had available over there. And so my mom was like, I don't understand why you're not doing that. And I said, no, I want to work in TV. This is going to be great. And then it wasn't. And it just wasn't. And so then when I was reevaluating my priorities, my mother came around again and said, hey, therapy is always an option. You know, UWM actually has a really great occupational therapy program. And I looked it up. And they do. It's one of the top in the country. And I, it is. And I, um, (laughs) I had to do quite a bit of prerequisites because a BA does not translate to a BS. So I had to do a lot of like anatomy and kinesiology and statistics and physics. And I got all my prereqs taken care of and I applied and I got in and the rest is history. Wow. That is awesome. It's a story. I'm sorry. No, you're, and I'm sure that this is benefiting people already because, you know, I know that you're not the only one transitioning from one career into occupational therapy. So when you say that you had to take a bunch of prerequisites, like, you know, maybe there's some students that they're just finding out what occupational therapy is. Let's dive into that a little bit. So what are prerequisites and what was that like for you to all of a sudden go from taking, I'm assuming, a classes that were related to media in some way or another to yes. now very science-based. Oh my God. Classes. Yes. Yes. All the prerequisites were science and math. It was anatomy and physiology one and two, statistics for health professionals, physics for health professionals. And there were a couple of other ones that I'm drawing a blank on right now, but it was all science and it was all math. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? It was really hard. I I took advantage of the tutoring sessions. I won't lie to you. I actively, UWM has a really good tutoring program. And I looked it up and I found the people who were the tutors. And I went to every tutoring session. I just made it a point because it mattered to me. It mattered that I understood what I was doing. That is awesome. So I have a question for you because yeah. that's very key. And I'm sure that, you know, those that are looking into University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. So when you say they have a strong tutoring program, will that also translate into OT programs as well in some way or another? Because I mean, as OT students, we also take uh, maybe a kinesiology class and there's... Yes. Yes. So at least when I was receiving, on the receiving end of the tutoring services, it was a tutor for that specific class. That Yeah. So it wasn't a person who was in the class with you, but you would go to the tutoring service and you would say, hey, I'm enrolled in this class in this section. And they would look up the person's name and they would be like, oh, yeah, that's Patrick, who actually was one of my tutors. And Patrick is responsible for this section for this course. And you just email Patrick and you say, hey, my name is Emily and I'm in this class and I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. When are you available to me? Because they're getting paid for this. This is their job. And wow. they're students as well. But that is their responsibility to tutor you, to make sure that you pass the class. 
and they take it very seriously as well. At least my tutors did. And actually funny story, my anatomy and physiology tutor actually ended up in my OT program with me. So she and I were friends before we even started the OT program. That is awesome. I know, a small see, world. Like, it is. The, I tell students this all the time, that the OT world is just so small. And that <laughs> it really you don't is. Wanna, you don't want to burn bridges with people. And like I had a, you know, personally a kind of similar scenario in the sense of, except I was the one offering some form of help. I don't remember exactly how. I, it was just some resources that I had. Something okay. that in my notebook or something in my book or some study <laughs> packet that I had. Yeah. And here I am in this anatomy and physiology class. And I knew that this girl wanted to go to OT school. So what's yeah. my natural inclination as a pre-OT? <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to share myself with you. You're my competition. You know? <laughs> and, you know, Go figure. I decided to let me share. Yeah. You never know. There may be something that one day she could help me with. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same program. That's so funny. That's so so funny. Take notes, guys. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Don't don't make anybody mad. Be their friends. Be everybody's (laughs) friends. (laughs) So that's that's really really awesome. And so, what would you say then? Once you you got in, what was the experience like for you to go through OT school after you took those prerequisites once you were in? Um, once I was in, I breathed a big sigh of relief for like five seconds because uh, there's a GPA requirement to remain in the program. So as soon as I realized, oh, no, now you can't slack off. You still have to maintain a certain GPA. Then it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Okay, well, back to the books. Here we go. But it and um, what's that? I apologize, Jen. No, what was that? That what was that GPA? If you don't mind me, like I think that's really important too. My program had a GPA requirement just to stay in yeah. as well, and I want students to be aware of that. I so want to say that? it was a three You could get A's or B's, but that was it. That was it. Yeah. You cannot get anything lower than a B. No B minus. Oh. No C plus. It was a B. Yeah, my program only had, they only allowed you to get one C and that's it. No, we weren't. And, and for the prerequisites, you couldn't get, you couldn't get below a B either. They wouldn't accept you in the program if you got below a B. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit more about that experience. Oh, no. So it was a lot of studying and a lot of my friends, my now husband, who is my boyfriend slash fiance at the time, and my parents might tell you that I put more pressure on myself than was necessary, but that's just that's just me personally. I did not get straight A's. I got a couple A minuses, and I think I got one B, one or two Bs, but it was in the math. It was the statistics, which is ironic considering now that I'm in the PhD program, I'm taking two statistics classes right now. I don't know why I did that to myself, but statistics has always been my, my weak link. I just have a hard time with the math. The science, I love it. I absolutely love the anatomy. I aced my anatomical kinesiology. I got a 100% in the lab with our dissections, our cadaver lab. I got 100%. I got over 100% actually, because I got all the extra credit as well. I am very hands-on learner, very visual learner. And that just really spoke to my natural abilities. So I rocked that class. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that's kind of similar to, 
to me, actually, like uh, the the math is definitely a little bit more of my weaker area, but you can put me in more naturalistic sciences, anything to do with the body, biology, and I'll just shine, you know, uh, kinesiology. And so it's definitely a passion of, of mine. And so I'll just ask one major question here. Yes. So what is your biggest advice for students going into or trying to get into occupational therapy school? I would say know your program because not every program has the same focus. There are some programs that are more theory-based and there are some programs that are more clinical-based and everybody learns differently. And also Like when I was doing my research, I looked at several in the Midwest area because I didn't want to go too far away. You will find each staff, each faculty member has an area of specialty. And it seems like some programs, the specialties kind of flock together. Like if you wanted a peds or sensory, it seems like UW-Madison has a bigger focus on that. Mm. Or Mount Mary here in Milwaukee as well has a heavy focus on that. UWM does not have as big a focus on that. They're more, I would say it's more of a mental health focus, which is very interesting to me as well. But I would just say, really do your research on what you want to get, what area you want to practice in. That would be my number one advice. Pick your program carefully. That's awesome. That's very, very key. Um, And for like, maybe this is for those that are maybe interested in going to University of Madison, Wisconsin, what type of students would you say that they are looking for? You know, I, I like it's at least I think that when it comes to the admissions process, they have a certain culture in mm-hmm. the sense of like the school culture. And they also try to see whether you're a good fit for them and vice versa. You know, yes. So, so yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Well, so as a returning adult student, as a returning adult student, my primary concern was that I was going to be the oldest person there. Like everybody's going to be a true undergraduate and I'm going to be the only person there and I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. And this is not true. And actually, I would say that that is very important when they're picking the people in their program is they want a good representation of people who aren't just a cookie cutter undergraduate that, you know, you've done your one year two, okay, time to enter the program, year three, whatever you've just done exactly what you're supposed to do. You haven't shown any particular character. You haven't been able to express yourself. So that's where either interviews come in or, you know, when you're writing your personal essays, when you're filling out your application, you really need to be able to show them who you are as an individual, because who you are as an individual is what they're really going to look at. Yeah. I mean, yes, grades are important. Absolutely. You should try to get good grades because you should show that, you know, you're you're serious about this, that you're serious about everything that they're trying to teach you, but you should also show them that that seriousness about being an occupational therapist applies to, you know, how you conduct yourself in outside of school, really. Very true. If that makes sense. I mean, it sounds like I'm making it sound like you need to be an occupational therapist 24 seven, which is not the case at all. I think you will find once you are an OT program, you your brain is wired as an occupational therapist 24 seven. That just is what it is. But you should really, if you're really interested in this, you should really go out of your way to try and find 
areas that you can show your individuality in. Yeah. And invest in your personal growth and development. Yes, absolutely. I think that's very, very key. So they're looking for people who are invested in themselves and can add value to University of Madison. I mean, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Yes, absolutely. Very, very cool. Uh, So Emily, I really, I want to hear a lot more especially now that you're back into yeah. a PhD program yes. um, at University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. So I would love to have you back on and talk a little more specifically about how that goes and how uh, you are managing being a mom yeah. and going to school and maybe a little bit about the differences too between getting a clinical doctorate in occupational therapy and a PhD in occupational therapy. So we'd love to have you back. And so if you're listening, I, you know, I hope that you're keeping an eye out because Emily, you know, she's awesome. And if she's willing to come back, she's going to give us some great tidbits. So let's just make it happen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So thank you so much for being on with us, Emily. And we will have you back soon enough. Have a great one. It would be my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.